Beats Girl Talk with Trish and Shona. Hello and welcome to Girl Talk. We are back, Shona. Yay! <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. I'm very good. Excellent. Okay, so it has been a phenomenal year. Mm. Lots of stuff has been happening. And one of the main things is Shine Festival 2021. What a phenomenal event. I mean, we just had so many stages, so many speakers, so many incredible women in the one place. It Mm. was just phenomenal. And of course, this was all put on because of the Shona Project. So we have founder Tammy Darcy here with us. Hello, Tammy. It's so nice to see you again. I love our chats. Always love <laughs> They're always relaxed and we always love having you on the show as well. Now, Tammy, you have been a very, very busy woman. I mean, to put together an event like this online, never before done, um, was it daunting? Um, yes, it was daunting. But, you know... What's even more daunting is, you know, when lockdown happens and you're used to meeting girls in schools and you find out that you can't do that anymore. So like we're a real impact focused organization. So we were just like, these girls need us. How are we going to reach them? And it took us a few months to come up with, okay, well, why don't we try this? And the second we came up with a solution, of course, my brain started going into overload. Now we didn't expect it to be as big as it was. And had I known that I might've had a few more freakouts than I did. Um, but no, it just felt right from the start. Like we've had such a good relationship with you for the last couple of years and it's just grown every year. And now I'm already thinking, oh, what could we do next year? Where could hold, you know, 10,000 people? <laughs> You're <laughs> no, thinking of Crow Park or the Aviva? <laughs> I'm thinking that we do the convention centre, but oh. we stream it as well. Oh, deadly. Nice. Yeah, because there's pros and cons to streaming it and being in person. Obviously, you've both been there, the in-person. You cannot replicate or explain the energy that was in that room. Like, it's I've never experienced anything like it before. Um, But the reach that we had when we were online, we could never have, have achieved in person. So let's... Let's just do both. I do think, and I said this to you before, Tammy, and I've been to lots of gigs, we all have, but that day in WIT Arena with all of those girls, whatever, a thousand girls, and us all standing up and chanting, I am enough. I will never, ever, ever forget that moment. It was just powerful. Yeah, and my husband snuck in for the last... (laughs) little while at the back and he's he always says he was so glad he came in because if I had just come home from work like I just always come home from work whether I'm in a school or whether I'm mm. doing you know an interview or whether I'm doing accounts whatever I'm doing he he's always just like how's your day and he says I'm so glad I went in because I would never have been able to get from you what it was like for you you know and actually um two of my three kids were in there as well at the end Freya was obviously with us all day in all the planning and then we got Zach in for the end so you know it's probably one of the most exciting things I've ever done that the in-person one but this year you know was brilliant too we can't oh, amazing <laughs> yeah absolutely and speaking of this year um behind the scenes now I know there's a lot that goes on, but we're so curious to kind of figure out what actually does happen. What 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 goes on? Well, you know, I was just listening on my way into work this morning to the Office um, podcast with Jenna Fisher, and I love these behind the scenes little yeah. tidbits of what goes on behind filming. So, I mean, the main tidbit is that. <laughs> 
the, the two to three weeks beforehand, the amount of work that had to be done was absolutely phenomenal. And we had to pull in extra resources. We made the equivalent of, I think, 25 feature length movies worth oh, of content. Wow. And every single minute of that had to be subtitled. So we we wanted to make sure that it was accessible to everybody. But the amount, um, first of all, what it, what it cost. And second of all, it meant that we all had to sit and watch through everything and correct the subtitles and make sure they were correct for every single one of those videos. And we got one text to say, thank you so much for doing the subtitles. It meant that I could access it. And that made it worthwhile, yeah. you know, just that one text, because, you know, we're all about being inclusive and making sure that we, that everybody can enjoy it. So most of the work was actually done in the few weeks beforehand and our team worked so hard but with such positivity like we're all remote um we were dividing things up between us our whatsapp groups were buzzing um we had our own team group we had our our partner group we had multiple groups and it was just a joy to be a part of all these amazing work with all these amazing women and I miss it I already Aww. miss it there's like a big hole in my life we'll have to start doing something else um so yeah it was very very hard work and there was also a couple of concerns that we would have had around conversations about you know some tough topics I know Trish you your conversation with Jackie was really hard mm. for you mm. uh, it was hard to watch as well and but you know these are conversations that are important to young people and to say that they need to be over 18 or to say, no, we can't talk about things like consent or we can't talk about things like sexual assault or we can't talk about, you know, suicide or mental health um, because it's uncomfortable was something that I really believed in is that we have to talk about uncomfortable things yeah. because when we talk about uncomfortable things, we make it okay for other people to talk about uncomfortable things. So we were certainly very careful about how we approach some of those tougher issues. And it's not like we were, um, you know, careless with it. We took, we put a lot of work into it, but that's the feedback that we're getting is that well done for talking about these things mm. and for making it accessible. And I think there's a lot to be said for, with um you know some of the speakers who are academic or professionals but those authentic stories and those women that shared their own experiences was um like we can't thank them enough for that mm. um so yeah i'm really proud of really proud of it um i think we did a good job I'm so glad to hear that you got such positive feedback and I knew you would get positive, yeah. positive feedback anyway because there's there was nothing there that you wouldn't get something from and uh, I made my little sister go on actually and watch because I wanted her to see these strong women and see herself maybe in one of the women that was, was speaking and even afterwards I could see the glow on her face where she was you know she was really taking everything on board and she had her hair down and she was just like you know I am enough I can do this Aww. and I was like that's exactly what we want you know young women to feel like they can conquer the world because it's absolutely possible yeah I think if any one of those women went into your school when you were 14 mm. they would inspire you and what we did was we got nearly 100 um, yeah. all together you know, and, and I've been working in schools for so long and I can't, you know, I do it by myself and I would love to be able to capture the difference it makes to try and turn groups of girls into positive experiences and to, you know, let's all just be kind to each other. It's such a simple thing, but it's so transformative. Mm. And I've seen the power, like I always go to these International Women's Day events or women in business events or kind of media events where there's these really powerful speakers. And I always say they should be in schools. Yes. 
know, that's who needs mm-hmm. to hear this and it needs to be accessible to them. So I think I think that's what we've done. And like that's why we've kind of left it up. It was originally supposed to be three days. We've left it up for a month. Um, and I like I know even at the end of the month, there'll be schools saying, oh, can you just give me yeah. access to this one? Or I want to share this one because it supports whatever I'm trying to teach my students. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think we can get focused on like the videos or the editing or the whatever. And we have to keep going back to the reason why all of us, including you two, gave up so much of your time and had such a positive attitude about it because you, you know that you never know who's listening. And if you can change one person's life or inspire one person or have one person stand up a little bit taller, or have a little bit more confidence that it's so worth it. Yeah, and I think I was even going through my head there of, you know, the the different stages. And one of the things that's really struck me, if I had been a 14 or a 15 year old student and at the time wanted to do something a little bit different, you know, thought maybe I want a career in the arts. You look at that art stage and you look at all of those videos of those incredible women who told their stories, who shared how difficult it was to get there, but how they would not have done it any differently it was exactly the way it should be and look at them now and I think if I had seen those I would have thought yeah I'm going off to drama college and held my head high rather than going I'm doing drama and being you know afraid to say it out because it wasn't the done thing or it wasn't seen as a kind of acceptable career I suppose or if you were a young woman who felt you know that you might be gay or bisexual and you didn't know what to do and you were nervous and you just didn't know who to turn to and you heard somebody say you know what it worked out for me or if you were a young girl who you know was really anxious about the environment and you know trying to live a greener life like or you know i could say or forever or (laughs) that you 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 lack confidence or You know, no. you had been bullied or any of those things mm. or sexual assault. Yeah. Like I heard somebody come out and talk about it in a way that's not full of shame or mm. apologetic, but just shows, you know, that in I, I, I'll say it till the day I die. The day those days where you're challenged are the days that you learn, yeah. you know those days and sometimes you know we can experience traumas or like immense loss and all of that. But there's always something amazing that comes out of it mm-hmm. and something to do side of that so so yeah I'm glad you said that um and I loved the art stage as well I loved your friend Sharon I thought she was fabulous I just had her on the background one day and I was like oh my god she's amazing and then it was listening to her singing for on YouTube for the whole rest of the day so she is so good and you know what the thing I loved about her was and it, I've now taken this on board not that I get loads of press or critique in my line of work but I th- she, interestingly she talked about the fact that she never believed or never reads the good or the bad mm. she just kind of stays neutral and I think there's there's such a lesson in that isn't there like you know um, not to get carried away yeah it's something that bothers me actually is kind of the more I do this work and I see this kind of cancel culture yeah uh, and how people you know disagree like the, the louder you get the more people disagree with you and I would be quite sensitive to that because yeah. I believe so passionately in what I'm doing 
Um, like actually we, we sent out feedback forms to all the schools after Shine and 99.9% of them said they'd be back next year. And I was like, who's that 0.1%? See, that's <laughs> it. Their problem? And then I went into it and they had filled out an evaluation for a totally different event that wasn't even no. our event. I don't know what it was about, but they were talking about uh, this technology stand. <laughs> and we were like, no, we didn't do that. So, um, but I had to hunt that person down and say, explain to me what was wrong <laughs> that is so funny that's so. your passion as well about it uh, but that's such human nature isn't yeah. it we always just pinpoint that one little negative and we kind of just have to block it out every now and again now for you Tammy you started the Shona Project because of your sister and I am absolutely sure 100% she would be so proud of what you have created in her honour it is it's incredible how does that make you feel when you hear that um, it has definitely been very healing for me this whole experience you know like I have had her in my life my whole life but I've not had her in my life for the majority of it you know since we were 15 and she has missed out <clears throat> on so much like Things like being my bridesmaid or, you know, I always think of the cousins that my kids might have had and imagine that we might have had houses next to each other and gone away for weekends. I mean, we used to kill each other, don't get me wrong, like, but we would, we loved each other obviously as well. Yes. Um, so for me, there's been a huge hole there for a long, long time. And and this is, you know, what I, what I was saying earlier on about in every challenge, there's an opportunity. And mm. for me to have had this opportunity to heal through the Shona project has been transformative for me and being able to take such positives. Like I um, I, I, I said at our Christmas event with our team, which is now like, I think nearly 60 between the ambassadors and the board. And I said, like, I have, I started this because of the sister who was lost from my life. And now I'm drowning in sisters. Like Aww. I have all these amazing women that are like sisters to me, like little sisters, like older sisters, you know, um, and because of the work that I do, everybody I meet comes to me with authenticity and you get to know each other, like even us, yeah. us three, right? Mm -hmm. we, we don't know each other incredibly well, but we're honest with each other and we're respectful to each other. And it's a real relationship. There's nothing mm -hmm. fake about it, mm -hmm. you know? So it has been really transformative for me. And the last year has been hard because I haven't seen her um, in over a year or just over a year now. Um, and obviously we had a lot of concern about her because of her condition and, you know, how far coronavirus was spreading. But she's she's tough as old boots. <laughs> so she is. Um, and there's there's no uh, there's nothing can can knock her in her current state. But. Yeah, it has made me really, really proud. And now my own daughter is the same age as Shona was when she got sick. And, you know, she looks like her and she's some personality aspects of it. And, you know, me and her are very close. So, like, it's because of the Shona project, I think, has been an amazing experience for me to open my heart to other women and let other women in, you know, and to trust other women and to ask women for help and to empathize and listen in a way that I probably wouldn't have been open to before so yeah that's the best way I can answer that question is just you know it's lots of mixed emotions and ups and downs but um 
overall, I'm really, really happy and really proud. Well, we are so happy and glad and proud that you brought this to fruition because without you, I wouldn't have met some of these wonderful women as well. So it's been an incredible experience for every single woman who has been involved. So thank you very much. And um, Tammy, so what's uh, what does the future hold now? What's next? Are you going to be planning towards 2022? <laughs> I mean, I said I'd take a few days off, but I was only kidding myself because um, I I was talking to the production company that we worked with last week and thinking, what if we were to make a documentary where we were, if we were to travel around Ireland and meet all these women in person and create a documentary that can be shown in schools about kindness and mindset and confidence? And what if we were to do this? And how amazing would that be? And um, he said, okay, can I please just have the weekend and maybe we'll get a job next week. And I have a book out in two weeks, which I'm really proud of as well. But I think our main thing this year is that we want to build a platform to provide online low cost or no cost therapy to girls, which is going to be the biggest project that we've ever worked on. But um, that's what we're doing now. We're about to start a pilot of that. And it's going to take a huge amount of fundraising and lots of support. And it's going to be a really tough job. But that's the bones of what we want to do is to be able to meet these girls face to face and to make sure that they all have the support that they need. Incredible idea. It is because I think we are now at a stage where we need to say not only is it okay not to be okay, but it's okay to talk to somebody and to normalise that and to open up that conversation as something that is just as you say, available to young girls mm. and not to let yeah, it get yeah. to a point where it's it's too late. Yeah, and a lot of these girls that we meet don't necessarily need therapy. Mm. They just need a mentor or, a, you know, a, a, friend. Somebody, a friend or a listening ear or somebody to help them organise, you know, themselves like time management, like a lot of those yeah. practical skills um, help them to study because unfortunately a lot of them don't have positive role models at home and yeah. that's what we want to be for them so and, and have that one-to-one interaction because it's it's great what we've done with shine and the the width of the reach has been massive but now we want to go deeper and really transform those girls that need us now and don't have other people in their lives i feel like you're going to just take over the world i think you're going to be like the new oprah or something <laughs> i can see you in on the, the tv set your name in lights tammy <laughs> i agree Maybe next week. We'll do it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tammy Darcy, founder of the Shona Project, thank you so much for joining us. And Tammy, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you very soon. We'll be working together over the next year some way, somehow. Yeah. Thank you so much, girls, and thanks for everything. I'll see you back on stage next year. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks, Tammy. So thanks so much to Tammy Darcy for chatting to us on Girl Talk. We are taking a look back at our best bits now from Shine 2021. It just feels like it's been a a phenomenal year, hasn't it? I know we're only in March, but it feels like we've had about (laughs) six or seven months already. But isn't it so nice to have been part of something so positive given the last year? And it really did. Like, I know... We were on the other side. We were, you know, we weren't students as such. But like I felt I've watched so many of the videos and gone, yes, I can do this. I am enough. Yeah, absolutely. Feeling pumped and also feeling like, okay, I'm not the only one. Yes. You know, other people have been through this as well. But even like I spoke to uh, Ruth Ann and we talked mostly about her career, but I was really interested in 
she has endometriosis and oh, yes. has spoken openly about it last year shared this really kind of oh, detailed image um, she got body paint to represent the journey that she's had w- with it and she went into detail of you know her diagnosis and how long it had taken her and like I was I was in that position for years I had endometriosis but I didn't know what it was because nobody would give it a name and just said you've bad periods and just even to hear that and I thought if I had been you know whatever it is 16, 17 at least I would have gone oh that could be it yeah just you know opening up a conversation again mm-hmm. absolutely so particularly liked a few speakers and so did I I well, loved them all was, Trish oh, stop. <laughs> I know we loved everybody but we can't we can't fit 80 speakers yeah. on our podcast right I know. now show. so okay give me one of your top ones here. well I'm, I'm going to be slightly biased in this one because I'm not sure if you know this Trish Archer but I am related to a celebrity oh yes I didn't know this who are you related to uh, Beyonce oh. no I'm only joking <laughs> I was like really no um, Ivana Lynch who is Harry Potter's uh, star she is my I think it's my third cousin right but I'm taking it. So my mum and her mum are first cousins. Okay. So, oh my God, you oh, sounded so blood. disappointed. It's no. Ivana Lynch, for God's sake. What do you got to do to impress you? <laughs> Listen, I am well impressed. And yes, you're, if, even if you can't figure out how many far away she is, fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe third. What have you got? <laughs> okay, nothing no. much. Anyway, I was kind of, you know, long shot, mm. put out the family connection um, in the WhatsApp group. Could anybody get in touch with Ivana's family and see if she'll talk to us for Shine? And she came back and said, absolutely. Um, oh. And it was just a really, really lovely chat. She is obviously someone who had found fame when she was very young she was in her teens when she started when she got the role in Harry Potter so she left her home in Louth and went off as I said to her to one of the biggest movie sets in the world and she's made no secret of the fact that she was a massive Harry Potter fan like she almost manifested um, the role for herself because she just thought of nothing else uh, which is kind of incredible in itself isn't Mm -hmm. it at that age to just have that kind of I'm going to do this like I'm going to be in that in that role and I'm going to make this happen for myself so she was even pen pals with J.K. Rowling what? Yeah, but uh, oh I asked her all about what it was like to to leave home at that age and leave school and go off and hang out with Daniel Radcliffe mm. and Emma Watson and uh, yeah, very interesting. There was definitely like a certain sense of perfectionism that I I kept thinking, oh my god, we're making a movie. Oh, this is huge. And after every take, I remember I, I was like such a pest to David Yates, the director. I was like, is that it? Is that the one that's going on camera? And whereas the others, they were much more playful with it. They were much more, you can just move out of the way. They were much more um, um, like fluid and free and they weren't obsessing about trying to get each take perfect. And I really think that's such a gift as an actor because on set you can get nervous you can freeze up and you can try and control it and it's more about relaxing and and letting what happens happens being in the moment so um yeah I I was nervous but I, I started to see the way they did it and um I think I also found a lot of solace in the character I was playing you know knowing that she was quite odd and she was a bit of a misfit and yet she had this really beautiful sense of um, just self-acceptance and belonging in any moment she was in so I would try and kind of connect to her energy and be like as long as I'm connecting with that it's okay I won't be 
I'll I'll have a place and I won't be sticking out too much or feeling too awkward. So, um, yeah, she gave me a lot of comfort. Oh my gosh. It's all about the visualization. It's something I'm realizing that these strong women who um, have achieved a lot, they've visualized themselves in the, those roles. She did. And then it happens. So I think there's a lot to be said for actually just dreaming it, just visualizing it. And it will happen. And she was she she said as well that she was so connected to the character even before she went on set. Mm. And so she was a little bit, she did talk about being like overwhelmed by, you know, seeing these stars in real life and being like, oh, my God, I've been I've been watching these movies at home and now here I am. She found her dream job and her dream role and at such a young age. And she did talk as well about, you know, that 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 was difficult, too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're thrust into the spotlight at such a young age and she talked about the fact that you know she did interviews where she looks back now and she's like well you know I was only I was young and I don't know what I was saying and you know I've I think she found herself as she went on and through that process and that journey like she's gone on to she was on um, Dancing with the Stars mm. in the US and she came third oh no way third in yeah in the US look yeah that's pretty big um, and she's also now a podcaster um, in, in in London so that's where she's based now and she's got this vegan podcast and it's hugely successful it's award winning and I think that was the other thing that I really liked about her that she talked about how you know her career has taken her down lots of different paths but now she chooses what she wants to do like she's done a lot of theatre and you know it, it's her it's her decision what she does next, basically. But it's also, it's about finding out what that thing is for you. Yeah. And I mean, if she isn't um, a picture of perfection to show you that you need to actually experience different things yes. and try out different things because you don't know. And maybe the first thing you try, even if you're not good at it, like try the next thing. See if that works for you because... I think we have so, for me anyway, I know it's it's easy for me to go, oh, that didn't work out. I'm giving up now. I'm done. I know. <laughs> but do you know what she had? The, the, the My favourite part was the minute we logged on to start the interview, she was in her um, flat in London with her cat Puff. Mm. Just the two of them living Puff. together. Yeah, Puff has got her through lockdown. And in the background, Trish, you're not going to believe what was on the wall. What? It is something that I gave to you, which is somewhere in your house. Is this the um, the words on the wall? Yes, oh. but you don't. I don't think you know what the name of it is. No. Do you know what I it's just... called? Yeah, it's called the Holstein Manifesto. Ah. And Ivana Lynch has the Holstein Manifesto on on her wall in her London flat. And well, I was like, we're going to get on. <laughs> but it, but honestly, if you haven't heard, I don't. I know I'm totally digressing, right? But the Holstein Manifesto is a way of living your life. Yeah. Like I regularly, I'm just going to read it, right? Do. This is your life. Do what you love and do it often. If you don't like something, change it. If you don't like your job, quit. If you don't have enough time, stop watching TV. If you're looking for the love of your life, stop. They'll be waiting for you when you start doing things you love. Stop overanalyzing. Life is simple. All emotions are beautiful. When you eat, appreciate every last bite. Open your mind, arms and heart to new things and people. We are united in our differences. 
Jesus. Ask the next person you see what their passion is and share your inspiring dream with them. Travel often. Getting lost will help you find yourself. Some opportunities only come once. Seize them. Life is about the people you meet and the things you create with them. So go out and start creating. Life is short. Live your dream and share your passion. Oh, I love it. I really do. And it's something I do read a lot. I think it's good to have kind of those positive affirmations on your wall where you can see it. Because I think it, it goes in, you know, even though you're yes. not recognising it, it, it sinks in. Well, you, me and Ivana Lynch have that in common. <laughs> but I uh, regularly, like I could be eating my porridge and I'll just read a line or two and go, oh, yeah, that's. I needed that today. Good woman, good woman. And thank you, Shona, for giving me that because without <laughs> you, I wouldn't have the manifesto on my wall. The Holstein manifesto. <laughs> but honestly, Ivana was just like mm. that, full of words of wisdom and just, I think, very real. Yeah. You know, it was an, a really honest and open conversation. And she also very kindly shared her advice of, of if you are, I suppose, sure or unsure of what, what your path is, that, you know, there are certain things that you need to do just to keep you to persevere and to make life a little bit easier, I suppose. That leads me on nicely to one of the women I spoke to for the Shine Festival, which was the Lord Mayor of Dublin, Hazel Chu. And she spoke about that kind of change in her career as well and not really being sure but realising that she was the person that was going to make it happen nobody else was going to do it for her and even though her husband was in the political sphere as well she was kind of helping him and then she thought to herself why am I not doing it myself like why am I you know okay with being in the background I speak so much about representation but yet I'm scared to do it myself so it's all about kind of I don't know grabbing life by the cojones and realising that speaking about it is not enough you have to actually just do it it was circumstance more than anything else funny enough Um, it was I had a child and I started thinking slightly differently in well, what would be best for her in future. But also I have, I was um, with someone who was very involved in politics uh, and the very fact that we didn't have the funds to hire people, we didn't kind of know, uh, we didn't have the connections because he was new to politics meant I was helping him and uh, he was helping me. So I ran his first campaign and I, that comes down to the circumstance that you didn't have a choice so you go do it and when I when I ran his first campaign I realized oh hang on I'm good at this and then I started um, seeing a lot of work he did on the ground that really helped people and it made me realize you know what it might not be bad to start looking at this at some stage. And that's why I started um, working in the background, in the Greens, um, in, in the kind of, in the party uh, side, organization side, rather in the rather than in the foreground. And then once I had the child, and like yourself, I, I taught the same thing, which is, you know what, there's no one else here of color. And maybe it's just not meant, not that it's not meant to be, but I, I guess I had this fear of, oh my God, what if I, like did do it and no one elects me because they just don't want to have anyone different uh, and it was that fear of no I can't go for it but then when I had Alex I was like oh, well if I keep on thinking like this chances are she'll think like this in future that she'll look at the job and go well I can't go for this because no one else is going uh, uh, um, uh, like me and and it's that back to that phrase that a, a lot of people are, are saying these days you can't be what you can't see and if you can't if like for me I really hope that uh, young girls and boys of any color at all will see that everyone can be at the table. So 
join the table when when you want to uh, in politics. And if it's any other industry as well, it has to be the same. This is why we have to have more diversity, not just in politics, but across the board in every industry. It can only make it like the argument. A lot of people go, oh, well, you know, it should be based on merit. If they're not able to get there, they're not able to get there. A lot of jobs, actually all the jobs I have is not just based on merit, it's based on your luck as well. It's based on who you know, it's based on uh, how how well you do on an interview. It's never, it's never just based on how well you've done uh, in your previous jobs or how well you're doing. Like, especially in politics, a lot of it is luck and timing. So, and to say that, oh, that's based on merit is just absolutely wrong. I thought that was so interesting, Sean when she said that most of the jobs that we go for these days it's not just based on what you come in with it's not just based on you know your qualifications it's everything your personality right timing like everything comes into play and I think that was so interesting because when you go for a job all you hear is you know make sure you have all the right qualifications but there's so much more to it and we kind of if we don't tick one of the boxes sometimes we take ourselves out of the game (laughs) you know and I think how many missed opportunities has there been because we have literally taken ourselves out of the race because we thought we didn't have something like just showing up is just I think probably half the job done already showing up and then everything else you just never know what could happen and also like you think of you know a job spec kind of thing and you yeah as you say you might write yourself off because you think well I can't do that well why can't you do that Mm. if you can't do it now why can't you learn it why can't you make it possible and I do think that is that comes down to like a shift in your way of thinking and I think you know she kind of highlighted that she she questioned herself and said well why can't I you know and, and challenged herself on it and sometimes, not that we give up too easily, but fear does take over oh. and we cannot let it mm. because if we don't, if we do, we won't, we won't do what we want to do with life, basically. Yeah, I heard of a fabulous story from a friend of mine and basically she wanted to start her own makeup in business. So yeah. she wanted to do lip gloss and whatever. And she was putting it off for years and years and years and was like you know I just can't do it you know when you go into the supermarket there's just so many different types of brands like who's going to know who I am yeah. who's going to want to buy my makeup and a friend of her kind of shook her and said listen have you ever gone to the supermarket have you seen those aisles there are a hundred yeah. different <laughs> bottles of shampoos a hundred different bottles of conditioners yeah. all different brands and she was like what is stopping you from mm-hmm. being one of those brands you're literally taking yourself out of the running by saying I'm not going to do it because there's other people but is there a product from you Mm -hmm. and it really just kind of brought everything home to me I thought yeah why not exactly why are you not going to do something because of that fear I mean everybody who starts a business or starts any kind of new opportunity or job there's a bit of fear involved well it's even to go back to what Tammy was saying earlier on if she had known what she was creating with Shine Festival this year she probably would have been like oh but it (laughs) happened organically and it just you know grew and grew and grew which is incredible it's ironic that I'm sitting in studio we're both sitting in studio with a a t-shirt Dermot Kennedy t-shirt and look what it says without fear ah 
the universe Trish the universe feel the fear and do it anyway but I and also back to what Hazel was talking about mm. and you've said it so many times and it always strikes a chord with me and it always makes me think twice because I have a daughter now and you know I just I'm more aware of things but she talks about we need to see more diversity and you've always said yeah. you know if I was younger and I had seen somebody that looked like me in the role that I wanted in media and TV it you know it would have made it easier for you so we've got to make that happen I did get asked that question before and somebody said yeah. why is representation important and I thought you're asking that question because you see yourself in yes. everybody that's on television but if you were the minority and you didn't see your people or anybody that looked like you at all then you would be on my side and probably understand why it's important because it's like you said if you don't see it you don't believe you can be it you know No, and, and that starts from a really really young age because you start to dream when you're young you know we, we all had those like as kids you have a dream of what you want to do you mm, know absolutely now my next speaker I've chosen the lovely Trina Cleary and I just think she is an incredible woman now if you don't know the backstory with Trina basically she got diagnosed with cancer a few years back Mm -hmm. and um, she is a powerhouse she is taking it in her stride and just trying to educate and empower women on their bodies being body confident and also doing the checks girls doing the checks ladies the boob checks and just looking after your bodies but she raised a really really good point that I thought okay you know sometimes we doubt ourselves but you have to follow your gut and it's that gut feeling sometimes you hear or you feel and that you choose to ignore it but why do we do that and in her instance she didn't ignore her gut she knew something wasn't right and she kept persevering and I thought that was an incredible lesson to just be taught in general like follow your gut because it will save you from so many bad situations sometimes yeah because they say so much happens in our gut and I think that the the phrase trust your gut do people think it's a little bit wishy-washy I firmly 100% believe in it and I think if your gut is telling you something and there's that niggling feeling Mm. and it's just not going away and somebody is saying no and you're saying but yes yeah. just don't stop and I think she she's just a prime example of that because she just she was convinced and she didn't let up and I think now what she's doing is just phenomenal to be able to not only share her own story but actually she's you know I follow her on, on social media and mm. she shared the messages that she's received from so many women who have been in a similar situation who have said, do you know what, I'm worried and she's on check yourself and that message of, because I think we see the ads, we've seen the campaigns, but when it's somebody that's, you know, we can relate to and, and we realise, oh, well, this could be me or you, you mm. know, then it's 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 so serious and it, it just highlights the importance of, as you say, checking, checking and checking. And I, mm. I think as much as we say it, sometimes it takes a scare for it to, to sink in, you know. Mm. I thought it was interesting that Trina said she'd gone to a doctor and they had basically said there was nothing wrong. There was, you're fine. And let her leave. And it was only because of her wanting to make sure that she wasn't, you know, imagining things. She went for a second diagnosis and a second checkup and a third checkup and a fourth checkup. And that's when they said, okay, we do actually have something here. It was frustrating um, because... Like, how do you convey to a doctor who has gone through years and years of college, how do you convey to them that I have a feeling in my gut, you know, what you're saying is not right? Like, how do you how do you challenge someone who has put that much time into their career? But for you then to just be shown, well, actually, you were right. Um, I did feel a little bit let down 
um, to begin with. But I kind of said, there's no point in holding on to those feelings. At the end of the day, the doctors did what they could do. Um, my GP especially, like I would never hold it against him. He hasn't got x-ray hands. He couldn't see what was going on on the inside. And that's the only way that you can see the full story is to actually have your scans and stuff. So yeah, like I was let down, but like I said, I quickly flipped the switch on that and said, you know what, let's just get on with it. Like it is what it is. We can't go back and change it. Mm. Um, but that's where I am now. And that's why I campaign so much because I want people to be an advocate for their body. And the book doesn't stop with your GP. It doesn't stop with your consultant. You can get second opinions. You can keep pushing and keep pushing. Like I went to the doctors, I don't know how many times with my leg over the course of nearly a year. You know, I didn't I didn't just say, okay, Mm. you know, I kept going back. If it got worse, I kept going back. So, yeah, just I think just bottom line is, yeah, if you're feeling something in your gut, just be an advocate for your body because nobody else is going to fight for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you faced a lot of challenges and then you thought you were in the clear and then again, it's come back. Now, what yeah. kind of what kind of mental state has that left you in now? Because you seem to me stronger than ever and you seem to have this enormous amount of strength and capability to, to, to speak about what you've gone through and to still, you know, hold your head up and say, you know what, I'm going through this now. But at the end of the day, I'm still here. I'm a woman. I'm living, you know, and you seem to be taking life by the balls. Uh, don't get me wrong like I'm not always strong like I don't feel strong I just am doing what I have to do you know Um, I am adapting to my new life my new normal as they call it I'm kind of working with what I've got like I come yeah okay a lot of the time I am strong and I'm positive and I'm just trying to inspire other people and you know but there's days where I sit here and I just cry like um because it's normal that's normal like it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel sorry for yourself because life can be a bitch sometimes and it doesn't always go your way um but yeah like being strong it's the only thing that you kind of have like you just have to get on with it okay and that was trina cleary so who have you got as your next best speaker do you know what i think it is always um good to have a role model in terms of media and there is nobody quite like this lady. She has had an absolutely incredible year. Her reporting has been just, I don't know, second to none and just we were proud to have her as part of Shine Festival. I am talking about the oh so glamorous, oh so talented, the Mm -hmm. wonderful Zara King and just everything about her Trish. She's just do you know what she is? She is just so professional. Every time you see her on screen you just she's so in control she just commands the screen you just trust in everything that she says and her delivery I just love everything about her I love watching her um, obviously follow her on social as well and I just think as I said her reporting over over the past year throughout COVID has just been um, exceptional and I think the other thing about Zara is that she has brought news to a whole new generation if that makes sense mm-hmm. she's obviously news correspondent with Virgin Media she is a former beat girl as well so we she have is. to mention that but just to to watch somebody like that to grow and grow and also as I said to make news accessible I suppose Zara is an incredibly talented woman yeah. and uh, I think one a lot of young females would look up to you know even when we're out in the field every day we meet people not everyone is really outgoing extroverted pushy kind of person like actually you know 
like to be a journalist I think you have to have the skill set in a sense that you have to not be afraid to pick up the phone and ask questions and I also think that you need to not be afraid to like ask what are perceived as stupid questions I don't believe there's any such thing as stupid questions um you know sometimes I think you have to not be afraid to kind of make a fool of yourself to find out what's actually going on. Like there's loads of times, even now I'm 32, I go to press conferences and there could be a conversation happening around me and I'm like, I don't fully, fully understand this. And it's my job to report it on the news that evening. And I'm thinking to myself, if I don't understand, then there's a good strong chance that people at home when I try to explain to them later are definitely not going to understand it. So sometimes it's just about not being afraid to kind of just put your hand up and say, actually, can you explain that to me again? And actually, how does this actually work? And I do that all the time and you know sometimes it's a little bit embarrassing and everyone's like god can't believe she doesn't know it but I don't care like you have to be able to put yourself out there ask questions don't be afraid to kind of feel a little bit foolish like the point is my job is to get to the bottom of things for people and to get answers to them and to explain it to them on the news in the evening as straightforward and as plainly as possible so I guess it's kind of like um you're breaking through a lot of jargon (laughs) to try and make things as simple and as straightforward as possible so in terms of the qualities that you need, I just think you need to be curious, actually. You need to be a little bit nosy. I mean, I'm really nosy. I think a lot of journalists are very nosy. Um, and not being afraid to pick up the phone and make a call. And even now at 15, I think, like, if you're watching this and you're thinking this is something you want to do. Like, I get a lot of messages from young people who say they want to study journalism and they're interested in that as a career path. And I say to them, like, you know, don't be afraid to send a message to somebody and say, hi, like a lot of people are very busy and they might have time to write you back an email because taking time to write an email can be maybe 20 minutes if you want to put like a good bit of time into it. Like I would say to people, like, don't be afraid to say to somebody like me, I'll get loads of bloody emails there, but I'm just saying, don't be afraid to say that like, hi, Zara, do you mind if I just give you a quick call for a quick chat? Like, I don't mind giving anyone a quick call for 10 minutes and being like, right, talk to me, what are you thinking? And I think like sometimes phone calls are a really big part of what we do. You're the same, like, you know what it's like, you've got to pick up the phone. I think that maybe sometimes I think people are afraid to make calls, they will like want to send an email and emails are good too. But I actually think having that connection with someone and having a conversation with them is a really big part of uh, not just journalism, but actually in a lot of career paths, just making that connection and speaking to somebody is really important. I, I love her honesty about asking questions because sometimes she's sitting there going, oh, I'm, I'm not sure what this is. And just ask and don't be afraid to ask. And th- there's such a message in that in general, in terms of life, because sometimes we go, oh, I'm supposed to know that. <laughs> I don't have a clear what's and going on. Don't. Yeah. And you're like, I'm an adult, but I have a notion what she's talking about. Well, I, just, I can't stick up my hand. You know, you wish you were back in school going yeah. sorry miss <laughs> I, yeah. I or, or else you know you have that moment of I just switched off for the last 30 seconds yeah. <laughs> can you repeat that <laughs> or I need an adult to your adult yeah. to adult for me right now somebody can somebody get an adult <laughs> <laughs> it's so so true I'm, I'm a devil for that second guessing myself not knowing but you know what I actually think it's like Zara said it's just putting that one foot in front of the other yes. kind of thing like nobody knows what they're doing nobody has a clue we're all just figuring it out there's no rule book there's no handbook so ask the questions why not and, there's and no such thing as a silly question <laughs> no but I, I do admire that in her and I admire the fact that she also you know talked about you know in in terms of being driven for, for your career and what you want like nobody is going to do that for you and I think we've both you know had experience of that and you know kind of sat back and waited for stuff to happen and it doesn't happen no. it just doesn't you have to be however hard it is however cringeworthy it feels you don't want to pick up that phone you don't want to send that email you have to 
to do those things. If you want something, you have to go out and get it because nobody is like you, you will be waiting by that phone for a very long time. You know? Oh, but tell it's me true. about it. It's not going to ring itself. No, you're absolutely right, show. And I think she's really kind of she really highlighted that. And I think she's a really good kind of go getter mm. in, in terms of like, you know, Getting, going after what you want and, and getting it and achieving it I think the sky is the limit for that girl to be honest of with you of course it is so we'll see her on Sky News very very soon and I I'm love sure the fact that people always want to know where she got the dress and where <laughs> she got the coat and how does she do her hair and the, the lashes and the eyeliner she gets asked all those questions as well because she's very she's ridiculously glamorous she's so glamorous but like we need to see that on television why yes. can't you do it all you can be smart you can be glamorous you can be fashionable you can have it all she really is the epitome <laughs> me of all of those things she just yeah yeah oh so glam I, I've never seen her She's hair out of place girling. <laughs> yeah I am a little bit because I how do you get your hair like even when you're you know in front of government buildings and you've probably been there for six hours and her hair is still perfectly turned under yeah. I think she perfectly trains every strand <laughs> you will cooperate for yep. the six bulletin <laughs> anyway love but Zara I love her too she is an incredible person now speaking of strength and determination I also spoke to Jackie Fox oh Trish who, it broke my heart, but I think there is so much positivity to get yeah. from this story. Now, Jackie Fox is the mother of Nicole Fox Fenland. She passed away by suicide in 2018 after a period of prolonged online abuse. And Jackie, she channeled her excruciating grief into changing Ireland in Coco's name. And I think if ever there was a woman to make you feel like all you've got to do, even if you've got no plan, is to just keep going, just keep fighting for what you believe in, because change will happen it, people will start listening eventually if there was ever a woman to talk about that it's this woman I, I have so much respect for her she fought tirelessly for legislation that could better protect others from online bullying and abuse and in 2021 we can say we now have Coco's Law it has been an incredible story I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about chatting to her it is a little bit distressing in parts because obviously she she is still going through it and I think she very bravely and honestly said she spent the last few years fighting for this law to come into fruition and to for everything to change that she so bravely and probably unbeknownst to herself kind of put her grief on hold put it on the back burner and now that everything has happened in the last you know three months she's finally kind of dealing with that loss and dealing with that grief and I thought how honest of you to just say no you know what I'm not okay right now because everybody sees this woman who is out there and fighting and lobbying and she speaks so passionately and so strongly. But at the same time, she's a person just like everybody else and you can have all those strengths and still, and it's not a weakness by just saying, I'm not okay. I'm not okay and it's okay to not be that way. But I think, uh, I've watched it and it's heartbreaking, but I think, you know, looking from the outside in, it's just, I am in awe of anybody that can go through something like what she and her family have been through and to take it mm. and to be able to turn it into something which is actually going to, to to not only bring about change but to just help so many people. I just don't know how she has the strength or has found the strength but, well I do actually, I know where she's found the strength mm. but just you, you look at somebody like that and think you are incredible. Uh, okay, now they have the protection that Nicole never had. And the, the main thing, and I always say it is, the main thing is don't, don't, 
don't hold it in, don't keep it in, don't say, oh, it'll get better because it will go deeper and deeper and deeper into your head if you don't go and talk to... To, if you're in school, as I said, Nicole, they were adults with Nicole, but talk to your teacher, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to anyone, anyone that you know will listen to you, but do not go home and, and sit in your room and self-harm, um, you know, the way Nicole did as well. And, you know, don't get to that situation, don't get to that place. Um, there is help out, and especially now with online, online abuse, use it. It's there now. Nicole never had it. And for the people that are listening, that are bullies or knows of someone that, that is bullying, stop it now. Because why? what gives anyone, anyone the right to, to take someone's confidence away, to take someone's smile away? And as I said, to take someone's life away where they feel they can't live past another day. What gives anyone the right to do that to someone? And... If you keep continue it and someone does take their life because of it, well, that's on your head forever. Mm. That is on your conscience forever. So don't, just don't do it. And can I just say really quick, um, I'm on a, um, through the campaigning that I did mm. uh, while I was campaigning. Um, I used to, I, I go to a hug group, it's called. And the hug group is, a, it's a bereavement through suicide group. So, um, it's it's you have to have lost uh, a loved one through suicide to be in this group. It's the group nobody wants to be in, but mm. it's there for people. But I was training while I was campaigning. I was training to become a facilitator to help people in in the group, and I'm a fully fully trained facilitator now. And now I'm myself and another girl, Grace, is running our own hug group in Tala, um, at the moment uh, for anyone who have, has lost. Uh, someone true suicide so it's that's keeping me occupied as well you know it's i it's, you know it's, it's it's i think this is my path now you know just to the path i never wanted to take either but but look at you now you know, yeah. i do get get a lot of texts saying you should be so happy no i'm not happy at all and you know what um, okay, the law is here to help everyone else, and I and that's what I fought for, you know. Yeah. That's and I'm delighted. And Nicole has, for such a little person that she was, she has such a huge legacy um, behind her, and that's and 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 that's that is brilliant. But I I'll never ever ever see Gold smiling again. I'll never hear her voice. I'll never get those hugs off her. Um, I'll never hear her say, I love you, ma'am. So, I don't, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a huge, huge, bittersweet moment. You know, it's, don't get me wrong, it, it, it is great that it's passed and she has a legacy, but it doesn't change, it doesn't change anything for, for us because, like, the, the missing her is just, there's no words, there's no words. What do you say? It's it's an incredible story and I just I think Jackie is an incredible woman and I mean to fight through her excruciating grief and to carry on like that it's incredible. So I have to say hats off to her and I'm sure she is surrounded by a lot of love. It's not even so much about you know thinking of the past you have to kind of just think of the future and think yeah. of all the people that you've helped. So she's incredible. Absolutely. Now who have you got for us next Shona? So I mentioned to Tammy earlier that 
that well, she sorry she mentioned Sharon Sexton who was on the art stage and I'm going to name drop again <laughs> I know a lot of talented people oh wow um, Sharon and I went to drama college together oh but she soared in the world of theatre and arts she has to do you on ah, radio yeah, yeah I know I'm in the media but <laughs> no like you know I look back at our class of whatever year that was and mm. think she's probably you know certainly up there in terms of success she was um, had various theatre roles in Ireland and then um, about seven years ago she landed the role um, in The Commitments and The Commitments was a new musical and she was you know one of many Irish people to be cast but she then went on to be the first ever female lead in Bad Out of Hell the Meatloaf musical Oh no way! On the opening night Meatloaf was there gave her a bottle of champagne Stop posed it. with him she's buddies with him oh. uh, Last year or just before Covid hit she was Donna in Mamma Mia the uh, European tour what? so she's yeah she's West End star she's yeah. won loads of awards her voice is phenomenal and she's just kind of again I don't want to use the same word but she's just very real and like talked about the reality of being kind of a West End musical star what that means she talked about being on the tube and hearing after a show hearing people dissect the performances and absolutely slate people and she 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 said sitting there you're just going oh my god if they could if these people could hear what they were saying so she doesn't read reviews yeah she just said, "No, I don't. I don't need to know that." And that's what I was saying to Tam about her earlier when we were talking to Tammy. The good, the bad. She just tries to stay neutral. She goes in. She does a good job. You know, if she feels like she can do something better, she goes back the next day. But she talked about how hard it was to get there. And you know, we hear this thing of like overnight success all the time. And you know, we know what it's like as a career. But she. Mm took years and years it took hundreds of auditions and no no you're not good enough you're too your hair's too red your hair's too blonde this that and the other until eventually you know she got that one role which kind of catapulted her she was in Billy Elliot she was in Copacabana and she talked as well about you know the last year and her career kind of being put on hold and what she's done so she's had to reinvent herself it's just a really good insight into that as a job you know and she also shared some really really top notch advice you hear all of the hard knock stories and you hear all of the it's really tough it's really tough um, and that can kind of sound romantic in a way I think mm. some people who really are go oh but I have that drive and I have that stamina and the only way you'll know is if you go for it but what I would say to you is it is not just a job it is a lifestyle choice and it is if you become successful at it and if you can carve a career out of it it is missing birthdays and family events and having one of the most unsocial jobs ever because you are you are the entertainment when everybody else is off so you are working when everybody else is chilled out so it means missing a lot of um sacrificing a lot of um personal things and that's really something to keep your eyes open when you do go into this business because that is the the truth and nobody kind of prepared me for that so much but I will say to you though is though the people and the friends and family around you who support you what was it somebody said to me once those who mind they don't matter and those who matter don't mind and my really good friends and family know this is what I want to do and they're completely understanding of it now it did have ruffles with a few things where people were like you know but you they they just didn't get it they just don't understand the commitment that it takes or whereas now if I go I can't meet you because I'm not able to speak today because I have two shows tomorrow 
they just they understand they get it and but it is that kind of thing from a health and a physical point of view and a mental point of view so there's a lot of sacrifices but there's a huge payoff but don't dabble unless you're prepared to take them on board um, and the other thing I would say is just like I said at the beginning take chances be brave what have you got to lose like I wish somebody had said that to me and then another way I don't because I got here through a journey that I got here when I was ready to accept those things but just you've got to push yourself and you've got to ask for it because nobody nobody will come knocking on your bedroom door going oh, where are you singing into that hair but you're really good would you like a role in the west end Oh, gosh, you make me want to go back and watch all of the girls again, all of the interviews, because there's so much I feel like I maybe have missed and watching it again, I'd absorb more. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things that you can kind of dip in and out of, isn't mm. it? Like grab your popcorn, grab your tea and your biscuits or whatever and just sit down and... I suppose be inspired yes you know that's what it's all about it's like uh, watching little mini movies almost but I do think ugh, it kind of gave me goosebumps when we were chatting about it earlier I do think the fact that it was all created for Tammy's sister originally it was all you know that she was the reason why the Shona Project was founded and that, you know, now she is surrounded, as she said herself, by these new sisters. I just think the whole idea is lovely and what a, a wonderful thing that she has done and created in, in Shona and Shine. Oh my gosh, I feel like I can't say any more. That pretty much does sum it up. She's an incredible woman and I feel like I keep saying that about all the women, but <laughs> I, I mean... We, there should be a game, go back and listen to this podcast and see how many times we said incredible, <laughs> amazing, inspirational... <laughs> Remarkable. But they are all those things and more. Yeah. And we wouldn't have been brought together like this if it wasn't for the Shona Project and Tammy Darcy. So I just, I have to say thank you, Tammy. It yes. has been a phenomenal year, a phenomenal show. And Shona, what's your takeaway from Shine 2021? Oh, Trish, just to be you, do you and don't let anything get in the way of your dreams and your goals. You know, keep pushing yourself mm. and, you know, you'll get some no's along the way. You'll get some knocks. Pick yourself up and and try again, as Dermot Kennedy said, without fear. Oh, wonderful. I echo those sentiments. I think trust your gut, feel the fear and do it anyway. Show strength and determination. Think of one day at a time because I think sometimes it can be too overwhelming when you look at the whole picture. So just, you know, bite-sized parts and that's kind of how I do things. I'm like one day at a time, one step at a time and you can do it. Speak up as well. If there's anything I've learned, if you're going through something, if you are in any way dealing with anything at all that you feel like you can't handle, there are there's always always someone there you know whether that be a friend a colleague whoever it is don't be afraid to speak up and mind yourself yeah. you know don't be afraid to look after you I think you know in, in, in so many of the women that I saw speaking this idea of self love and maybe it's used quite freely now but it's, it's a positive thing. Like mm -hmm. loving yourself is not negative. I think it had negative connotations years ago where people go, oh, she loves herself. Mm. And not I'm here loving myself. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. <laughs> Love yourself enough to mind yourself and do the things that make you feel good, make you feel happy. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need some time out, take it. And also surround yourself with the good people. Oh. You know, like I, I, Ivana says that. I'm sure loads mm. of them say it. It's so true. They are your people. They will pick you 
you up yeah. when you fall. They will, you know, keep pushing you, keep supporting you and, and find those people and treasure them. Yes. And we talk about supporting other people, but support yourself too, you know? Yes. Because that's so important. It's like you said there, Shona, we tend to forget to look after ourselves. There's nothing wrong with self-care. No. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. And on that note, we're going off to do some self care. Might get a bit of chocolate, cup of tea. Cup of tea. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shona, it's been a pleasure. I love you, girl. I love you so much. And uh, we'll chat to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Girl Talk, a podcast from Beats.